You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for July 17th, 2022, the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Peter Walsh. It's based on Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Good morning again to all of you gathered here and to those of you who are streaming in today. So this is Martha and Mary Sunday. This is just five verses of scripture which speaks about 5,000 volumes about our lives. This is a universal and timeless story. If you think about it, Mary and Martha, who were two real people, would be utterly dumbfounded that 2,000 years later we are talking about them. They lived in a small little village of Bethany on the back side of the Mount of Olives. But Mary and Martha, as you know for all of us, have become icons in paradigms. They have become, in Christian shorthand, the active life and the contemplative life. They have become something of spiritual yin and spiritual yang. In the story of their gathering uh, at the dinner and what they do at the dinner is a story that we all know. This story happened to me just the other night. We had an impromptu gathering at our house and. I cooked dinner and I missed that, all that fun before dinner with people sitting outside, having a glass of wine, enjoying each other's conviviality, and I was inside preparing things. And I cooked the dinner and I sat down and, and I felt like by the time I sat down, everybody was saying, oh, that was great. Hey, I've got to run. And, uh, and then later I was, uh, at the, I was cleaning up and I was at the sink and I was thinking about this because I was Ajida and I said, hmm. I sacrificed myself for the group. Don't you love that word, sacrificed? I sacrificed myself for the group and I was so not happy about it. And I was kind of laughing at myself as I was doing this, but I was really kind of unhappy too. Now, this is the type of story where people take sides. And you'll notice that even Jesus takes sides. In John's Gospel, we hear that Jesus loves Martha, but in this case, he chooses Mary. Now, my experience of being in church for a long time is that by far the lion's share of people choose Martha. And as many of you know, we, uh, the clergy here, do a podcast, and the most recent podcast uh, was done on this with Reverend Elizabeth, Father Justin being on vacation. And my sister listened to the podcast, and I received this text message from my sister. Just listen to the podcast. Sorry to report, but I'm in Martha's camp. She was probably multitasking, making lunch, and listening. After all, the house couldn't be very big, so probably heard every word. Maybe she was also a little ADD and couldn't sit still and focus better when moving. Many things to consider here. Maybe not a good move to diss her sister in front of Jesus, though. <laughs> And then there's this little winking eye face. And that was followed by another text that said, somebody had to put the darn lunch on, exclamation point. And then the next morning, I awoke to yet another text, capital OMG, exclamation point. The other thing I meant to say was that Martha showed her humanity by exhibiting what was probably a long life of frustrations with her sister, not contributing enough around the house, and she got slammed for it. Not good. 
Now, the rest of the text went on to talk about our family of nurture, my mother's family of nurture, and how that all worked out in family systems. Very, very funny text. But they all point to the fact that we're still living this, right? All this stuff is still going on in our life. And the result of which is Martha, who, you know, is her household. She runs the operation, but it leaves her, as Jesus says, worried and distracted. And we might also add dissipated, uh, disturbed, scattered, anxious, angry, fussing, and fuming. So uh, in this five little verses today, Martha has had it and she's hit the wall. And then she does uh, something that would, would shock the, the Middle Eastern sensibilities around hospitality of her day. She brings the guest into the household, into the issues of her family system. And one of the great lines of scripture is this. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? So in other words, she brings the guest in and dumps all of her emotional garbage on the guest. And then she tries to triangulate Jesus into solving her family system issues and says, tell her then to help me. This, this transaction here is, is a thing of beauty because it represents so often what happens in the real lives of real people. But as we all know, Jesus is a super hard guy to manipulate. If you read the scriptures and you look at it, there are a lot of people trying to manipulate Jesus and he will not have it. And so he lovingly and he gently chides her saying, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Now, if you think about it, he might have said, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. But it's the second Martha, 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 that is so full of the fullness of Jesus responding to her emotions. So we take this story of real people having a real dinner with a real Jesus, and, and then we seek to make sense out of it and what it means for our lives and what it means for our spiritual lives. And so uh, we see that if Martha is attentive to the things of the material world, in this case, Mary is attentive to the things of the spiritual world, and we see this with Mary by the position of her body. The position of her body demonstrates the disposition of her heart. Mary of Bethany, as she is known, only shows up in two of the Gospels, here in Luke and then in John's Gospel. Mary is not in Matthew or Mark. And in Luke's gospel, she appears here in the scripture we just read this morning. And it says that Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. Now, shifting over to John's gospel, we see Mary coming to Jesus. Now, let me set the scene for you. As you remember, in chapter 11, Mary and Martha have a brother named Lazarus. And Lazarus dies, and Jesus doesn't come right away. And then when Jesus comes four days later with his disciples, Martha goes out and launches herself to meet him first. And Martha confronts Jesus. And then a little bit later comes Mary. This is outside the household. And it says, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet. 
Now then we have a third time. This is in the next chapter of John's Gospel where Mary anoints Jesus' feet. And you'll hear in these three verses that Mary is definitely Mary and Martha is definitely Martha. It says, Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the house of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. So that's Mary showing up in two Gospels, but three times being at Jesus' feet. And we all know that when you sit at somebody's feet, you recognize their authority, and you would like to learn from their wisdom. Now we know that Jesus weighs in with the Martha, Martha, and then he continues, There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. So as we move Mary and Martha from being human beings into being paradigms, we have like Martha, the distracted disciple, Mary, the attentive disciple. We have Martha with many, many things on her mind, and we have Mary with one thing on her mind. We have Martha paying attention to the material world, and we have Mary paying attention to the spiritual world. And that's what Jesus will not take away from her, right? There are household duties and there are spiritual duties, but Jesus will not take away Mary's spiritual life. That's the thing he will not take away. Now, you've all heard a gajillion sermons on, on Martha and Mary, and every sermon says the same thing. So here comes the same thing, right? We are not Martha or Mary. We are Martha and Mary both. But it's also really clear that the dysfunction and the tension between Martha and Mary affect both our outer lives and our inner lives. So most of us are Martha in our outer lives. There's a lot of meals to put on. If you ever take a look at how much time it takes to prepare, eat, and clean up three meals a day, it's shocking, particularly if you have a lot of people in your household. It's crazy how much time we spend just literally feeding ourselves and keeping the kitchen clean, never mind shopping. And so most of us in our daily life are distracted and anxious, and we find it really hard to be merry and to stop dead and sit at the Lord's feet and listen. It's very hard for us to do that. But not only does this Mary and Martha thing affect the way we live our lives, it also affects very deeply, and perhaps even more so, our inner lives. So we all have an inner Martha and an inner Mary, and the dysfunction between our inner Martha and our inner Mary uh, is, is shockingly present in our consciousness and in our psyche. And so if we are trying to choose to sit at the feet of Jesus and to exercise our inner Mary, I suggest two spiritual approaches to this. Now the first is to get a Bible, uh, particularly the Gospels, and to read the Gospels, say, okay, Lord, I'm sitting at your feet, even if you're sitting in a chair, I'm sitting at your feet and I want you to talk to me. And then you just read the Gospels 
and you try to read the Gospels more with your heart than your head, but you listen, you're attentive, it's about listening, and you listen for a word. Is there something as you read that pops out to you? And if you do this regularly enough, you will see that there are things that leap off the, leap off the pages and speak to you. This is the lively word. The second uh, discipline is for you to, to seek Jesus, who is the teacher within, with a practice of what be, might be known as Christian meditation or centering prayer. The podcast that's going to be coming out next week uh, uh, is done by Elizabeth and me. Father Justin is still on his break. Uh, and it is about prayer, and the last half of that podcast is about this Christian meditation or centering prayer. Now, as we all know from trying it or doing it, that in Christian contemplation, we are about the practice of de-Martha-er-ing our lives. And it's really hard to de-Martha our lives because anytime we seek to be quiet, inner Martha makes a lot of noise and inner Martha can take a really, really long time to settle down, right? So every time you sit at the feet of Jesus and you try to exercise your inner Mary, Martha intervenes, interrupts, disrupts, and seeks to take over and be the center of attention. Anytime that's not the case, you just have to count yourself lucky and try not to think about it, because if you think about it too much, Martha comes into the inner room and takes over. We know that when we seek to be quiet, that our worries, that we're distracted, we're dissipated, we're, you know, we're disturbed, we're scattered, that all comes to us. And when we try to fight that, what we find is that our inner Martha can get angry with us and fuss and fume. And the inner Martha might sound something like this while you're trying to sit in quiet at Jesus' feet. Do you not care? Do you have a lot of things to do? You have responsibilities. You're up early. You could be productive right now. If you were working, by the end of the day, you'd be less anxious. You could get your to-do list done for once. Do you think anybody cares that you're sitting at the feet of Jesus? There's stuff to be done. Do you think it doesn't count if you're doing things for Jesus while you're sweeping the floor or doing the shopping? And if you do not get up and get on with it, I am going to make you miserable. I am going to make so much noise that there is absolutely no way that your time of so-called quiet will be quiet. And you could just flip on Instagram. This is what our inner Martha says to us every time we try to be quiet. It takes serious intention to pay attention to Jesus and to listen to him. And in the, fam in the story, I mean, Jesus intervenes for Mary. And it seems like, wow, man, Mary's got Jesus intervening for him. But the truth is, that's what we need. We need Jesus to intervene for us because there's no way that we are gonna easily defeat our inner Martha. But we know that if we sit long enough and we tell Martha to chill for a long enough time, 
we know that you will feel less worried, less distracted, less dissipated. You'll feel less disturbed. You'll feel less anxious. You'll feel less angry. The, 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 the benefits of, of, of settling down are incredible. If you want to know, just go home and plug in a top 10 benefits of, of meditation. Uh, I mean, it lowers your blood pressure. It does incredible things for us, and yet it's so hard for us to do. And yet we know that when we do it, and we particularly follow a discipline of Christian meditation, in other words, we're not seeking just to, to quiet our inner waters. We're seeking communion with our Lord, which is a major difference. We know that you will feel more grounded. You'll feel more centered in your life. And we all hit high seas in life. And if you've ever been out on the water, when the water gets crazy, I mean, I, I get really scared when the water gets crazy and I'm out in a boat. I just, I just don't like it. But what we know on the high seas of life, it's like having a deep centerboard. Instead of going, we just do this because it settles us down. We know that when we spend time in quiet at Jesus' feet, we lead our life from the inside out rather than the outside in. And I remember years ago being in a retreat with a monk, and he said, you know, if you don't do it, guess what happens? 80 years go by, and what did you do? You got up in the morning and you did your to-do list, and then you died. I was like, holy smokes, that's what it's all about? And he was talking about taking time out. And when we take a time out, what we find is that we have a spiritual river that meanders and runs through our soul. So while our bodies are being bashed about in the material world, deep within us, there is this stream of grace that just flows. Now you may know or remember that at the end of the book of Revelation, there is a river of life that runs through the holy city, the new Jerusalem, and along the banks of the holy city grow these, grow these great trees of life. And so it is with us. When we have those waters in our soul, we find that, that spiritual things bloom in our lives. It's just a beautiful thing. So when we take our time in quietude with our Lord and we're able to beat back that inner Martha, we find that we are more intimate with our Lord. I mean, the ultimate goal and the ultimate reward of sitting at the feet of Jesus is the soul satisfaction that comes with encountering the living God, with encountering the living Christ, with the divine presence deep within us becoming a reality. St. Paul is really clear that on our own, we just can't make everything better. This was the so-called Pelagian controversy uh, in the 300s, late, late 300s, 400s, between St. Augustine and Pelagius. We need the grace of God. And when we come in communion and touch with the living God, that is what transforms our life. That's what forms us and helps us to grow into the full stature of Christ. And so back to the sermon that you all knew was coming. We are all both Mary and Martha together. You, you can't be one or the other. That would be like saying, I'm only gonna be right-handed or I'm only gonna be left-handed. That would just be dumb, right? Uh, but we also have stronger sides. Most people are not perfectly ambidextrous. Just take a look at a basketball player. So there are household duties and there are spiritual duties. 
We need to do them both. This is, this is not a question of either or. This is a question of both and. The highest goal for us is to be, of course, contemplatives in action. And to be contemplatives in action, that means we need to get Mary and Martha to get along. Mm. So, good luck. Probably spend the rest of your life, just as I'll spend the rest of my life, trying to get Mary and Martha to get along. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanon.org.